Welcome to the Think It, Make It podcast with your host, Eric Royer, all about turning your ideas into reality with a CNC router, tips and tricks, new products, interviews, and much, much more. This just got exciting. Whether you're using a CNC for business or hobby, we have great stuff in store for you. Welcome to the Think It, Make It podcast. My name is Eric Royer, and I am your host, and I really appreciate uh, you joining me uh, week after week here. Uh, I do have a favor to ask. If you really like uh, what the content we're putting out here and you want to see more, uh, please do me a favor, and if you go to the show notes, which is thinkitmakeit.us forward slash 009, and you'll see a link where you can click to leave a rating for this podcast on either iTunes or Google Play. Uh, if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Five-star ratings help get the podcast uh, up higher in the search rankings and uh, just makes it more available uh, easily to people who are interested in the CNC topic. So I'd really appreciate that if you would do it. Now, this week... It's just me. I don't have a guest on. And what I wanted to talk about was uh, a topic that we get asked um, quite a bit. And I didn't even realize it was uh, something that I guess I take it for granted that um, because I've been using both 3D printers and CNC machines for so many years now, I definitively know the difference between the two. But there's a lot of people out there that And I still have questions like, should I buy a CNC machine or should I buy a 3D printer? And uh, they'll ask, you know, what is what is the main difference between the two? So I'm hoping to kind of uncover some of this today and maybe uh, simplify it for a few people. Uh, But the basic thing is uh, 3D printers have been around for a long time. I want to say 10 to 15 years now. And uh, They've been, uh, in the beginning, they weren't really available for home use. Today, you can find them everywhere. Uh, I've I've, uh, got a printer from Monoprice that I bought off Amazon, I think for $189 that does an amazing job. So I I mean, it's not even that cost prohibitive uh, today where it used to be. Where CNC machines uh, have been around for a very long time. And over the last, I don't know, it's, it's been a while, probably you know, at least 10 years, there's been companies that have been focused on making machines that are uh, more cost effective so that the average person could potentially have one in their home workshop. Uh, They're definitely more expensive overall than uh, a 3D printer, but the capabilities of things you can do with a CNC machine versus a 3D printer and vice versa are very different. And um, I, I wanted to, like I said, take some time to talk about that today. So first things first, the word CNC. So that means computer numerical controlled. So let's not get that too confused because essentially any machine, it could be a 3D printer, a CNC router, a CNC milling machine, a plasma cutter, water jet. Uh, They're all computer numerical controlled, meaning they all require a computer that writes a program that will take the uh, G-code and make the stepper motors or servo motors move, and that's how you get your your part to be created. So everything is essentially a CNC machine. We just happen to call CNC machines, uh, the more common definition is a machine that is subtractive. So it has a, a milling spindle with a cutter that actually removes material from a base stock, whereas a 3D printer will use uh, various types of plastic. It melts the plastic and it starts with the very first layer on uh, on the machine's bed and it builds up a part essentially from nothing. 
So one of that that is typically known as additive uh, manufacturing, whereas CNC is a CNC milling or routing is a subtractive um, method of of um, creating parts. So that's that's one of the main differences between the two. Now I just wanted to, to get that out there as the definition. Now. The, the biggest things are taking a look at what it is you want to create. I guess that's really where it boils down uh, for me. If you have a typical home CNC router machine, it's probably a three-axis machine, which is going to allow you to do an awful lot of stuff. However, it, there are definitely some very complex type things that you can do with a 3D printer that without a five-axis CNC, you, you really are going to have a difficult time. Uh, since a 3D printer builds layer by layer from the ground up, you can have things like um, like a hollow in inside. So you can, if you want to make a, you could 3D print a ball essentially that has a two millimeter outside wall, but the whole inside is hollow, which is something that would be very difficult to impossible to do on a CNC router, unless of course you made it in two pieces and then joined them or glued them together later. There's a lot of uh, things that, for instance, say you're building a part like um, a cube, maybe it's, it's just a cube. And you know what, let's, let's just say it's a, a die, like from a pair of dice. Well, you can make that on a CNC router, but you can't do it in one operation because the uh, cutter head is coming down from the top. So it's 90 degrees to the table. So the best you can do is machine, you know, the the profile all four sides, and you could put the little dimples for the die in the top. But in order to put the dimples into all the sides, you would have to rotate that part several times in order to get it so that you can you could actually make those dimples with the with the machine. On a three D printer, however, you could print that all in one operation. So. The, the program will actually take into consideration when it's doing layer by layer where all the dimples are. And by the time you're done, you'll end up with a, a die that has all, all sides, all six sides done. So that's, that's a very simple part, but it's one that I, I would say for the beginner specifically, it's much better suited to a 3D printer than it would be to a CNC machine. Unless of course, you decide you want to make a fixture so that you can, you know, cut the die and then quickly flip it around and do each side. I mean, it's definitely doable, just more work. And the time standpoint between 3D printing one and machining one after you do all those operations, you might find is pretty similar. Now, the the however, let's take that same example of a die. Well, the thing with that is now say you want to make it out of aluminum. Well, now you're kind of limited. Uh, they do have metal 3D printers, but they're not something that's very common for the home user. They're very, very expensive. Uh, of course, you can always send it out to a job shop to have something like that done if you wanted it 3D printed. But you know, if you wanted to make that die out of out of a metal material, uh, if you wanted to make it out of wood uh, for some reason, um, there really is no way to 3D print wood. There are some PLA materials that I've seen that have fibers of wood in them. So when you're done printing, it has the appearance of wood, but it's still not like true maple or mahogany or something like that. So you have to really identify, okay, this is my project. This is the material I want to use. And, and then that would help determine what might be the better machine to use for that particular operation. Now, one of the things that is popular out there with some companies, I, I, 
our company, Stepcraft, definitely has this as well, is we have uh, where you could buy a CD, CNC platform, but we also have a 3D printer attachment for it. So you can essentially have the best of both worlds. I know there's a couple machines out there on the market that do have 3D printer attachments for their CNCs. So that's something you can consider if you're not quite sure or if you know your primary operation is going to be CNC milling and, and carving and occasionally you want to do 3D printing. Another thing to keep in mind with 3D printing is depending on the size of the part, it, it's, it could take a very long time. So, you know, you may have um, a, a, a widget, I don't know, let's just say a fidget spinner. I know those were popular years ago. So you may have a fidget spinner that you're going to design. And it, as long as it doesn't have any uh, crazy 3D kind of contours to it and stuff, that's something that could be machined out on a CNC and probably... 30 or 45 seconds where to 3D print it, it could take an hour depending on how thick it is and how fast your 3D printer is. So there's a lot of differences there with regards to cycle time and how long it's going to take you to make a specific part. So that's something you want to keep in mind as well. Now, in the fidget spinner realm, if you were to take a look at that and now say your fidget spinner had a lot of detailed carvings on it, Maybe on the vertical walls, it, it, it had um, a shape or an engraving or uh, a fancy contour. Well, that would be something that would certainly be better suited for a 3D printer simply because for you to machine on the side walls, you would have to do another operation where you would have to fixture the part vertically uh, so that you could machine down on the end. So this is where, you know, if you had a five axis CNC, then you could you could do this in one operation from all uh, and reach all sides. However, on a 3D printer, it really doesn't matter. You can you can do some incredibly complex uh, stuff. I mean, I've seen guys that uh, 3D print objects that have objects within an object, and and uh, they'll use if you're using a dual filament, you'll use a uh, uh, a filament that dissolves in water. So that'll be your support material. So once you're done creating this part, uh, you you soak it in water and and all that support material goes away. And, and now you have a part within a part, which is something that would be next to impossible to do on a CNC machine. So it's, it's something you need to consider uh, cycle time. I mean, I love using a 3D printer. I love the fact that I can, uh, I can draw something in full 3D. And if it's like a replacement part, I've had cases where uh, I had an old washing machine once and it had a, uh, a part that held the agitator down and the washing machine worked perfectly, but this agitator part was, uh, was cracked. And it, so what would happen is as I would run the washing machine, the agitator would just pop up and it wouldn't do anything. Well, I couldn't find this part anywhere because it was an old machine. So I was able to take it into uh, Fusion 360 and I was able to design the part and get it as close as I could to the original. And, you know, within a couple of hours, I was able to 3D print this part. Now it was a rather complicated part because it had it would have been at least a three or four operation part on a CNC machine, but I was able to do it in one shot on a 3D printer. And uh, to this day, it's it's still, you know, still functions. So now because a CNC machine is going to mill 90 degrees vertical from the table, your one if difficulty you're going to have is if you have a part that has an overhang. Because you, again, you can only machine straight down. So if you had, uh, there's a 
common part that a lot of people use for testing a 3D printer. It's called Benchy. I'll put a picture in the show notes. It's a, a little mini kind of boat um, that everybody prints. Now that's a perfect example of something that would be very, very difficult to machine on a standard three axis CNC because the hull of the boat, once you reach the top, so if you were machining this uh, straight down, say out of a block of wood, you can machine most of the top, but then once you reach the the front of the hull where it starts to curve underneath, you can't get to that with a uh, standard end mill. So to make that part, you would have to flip it over and then machine as a two-sided operation. However, in this Benchy, there's also the cabin of the boat, which has windows in it that are hollow. So for you to machine that in a um, CNC machine, you would actually have to do multiple operations because you would have to do the top, then the bottom, then flip it to the side to do the windows, then flip it vertical so you can get the front window. It's it's a pretty complicated uh, operation for you know a really simple part. And that's something that's definitely better suited for a 3D printer. Now, another thing you might be looking at is accuracy. So uh, 3D printers can be pretty accurate, but keep in mind you are melting plastic and you're uh, assembling it layer by layer as the, the 3D printer works. And the tolerances, depending on your layer height settings, depending on the quality of the material you're using, depending on the, the quality of the machine that you're using, uh, you know, you could get quite a bit of variances. Uh, so for instance, say you had, let's go back to that fidget spinner for a minute. The middle of the fidget spinner, you're going to press fit in a bearing. You Usually a ball bearing would, would pop in there. Now, if that's press fit in and you design it and your machine for some reason is running on the low side of tolerance, then you, you might find that uh, the bearing goes in very easy, but then when you flip the fidget spinner out, it pops out. Uh, conversely, you might find that if you're on the other side of the tolerance level that you, no matter how hard you push, you can't get it in there. Now, because it is a plastic that you're machining, of course, there's some tricks you can do like heating it up with a, with a heat gun or something and then push it in, which, you know, is certainly a doable thing, but, you know, just, just keep in mind if it's, if you're making a part that has to fit something specifically, a lot of the inexpensive, uh, or, or kit 3d printers, if you don't put it together properly, could have some issues with that. And, and you'll find that the tolerances could vary as much as 20 or 30 thousands. Uh, whereas the CNC machine on, on any of the, if it's a screw driven machine, you're going to find probably your accuracy is anywhere between one to three thousands on most machines. If considering it's put together and maintained properly uh, on a belt driven machine, you might find, uh, you know, as much as 10 thousands over, I guess, depending on Again, how uh, the quality and how loose everything is and, you know, thing, things like that. So when tolerances are, are concerned on a specific part, CNC machining is usually going to win out because you're going to have a little bit more accuracy on, on the part. Uh, so that's something else to, uh, to keep, keep in mind. Um, material choices. Again, going back to that, we were talking about the fact that uh, – the 3D printers are, are printing a variety of plastics, so ABS, PLA, nylon, and, and yeah, there are some exotic filaments uh, that have uh, brass or aluminum uh, kind of mixed in. I've seen carbon fiber. I, I even have a filament that we bought that is made from beer, um, it, so when you print it, it smells like beer. It's pretty crazy. Uh, there's hemp. There's all, all kinds of different 
uh, exotic filaments out there that I've seen. Uh, there's conductive filaments, and I've used that before where I've made a project so I can actually uh, route, uh, print in my electrical channels into the plastic. And uh, so I can have a battery connect to one side of the part and say an LED on the other side. And without running wires, it's conductive filament. Uh, that to, to do that though, uh, to do in all fairness, to do that properly, I had to use a multi-filament machine because I would use the conductive filament and then I would, uh, switch back and forth to a non-conductive so I can have two electrical channels in there that were isolated from each other. Uh, so th there are a lot of flexibilities with regards to plastics. I go to matter, M-A-T-T-E-R hackers.com is a really cool place to buy filament. I've seen a lot of, uh, uh, very custom exotic filaments from them. And that's just one example. It's a place I happen to use. There's, there's tons of them online that you can go to, to get all, all kinds of filaments. Everybody has kind of their favorite. So that's something that, you know, is kind of cool. You have a lot of flexibility with plastic type based materials with a 3d printer. Now, when you go to a CNC machine that you basically can do everything that you can do on a 3d printer, as far as material, uh, you can machine on a CNC machine without a problem. You just have to buy the material in a block or sheet or, you know, cube or whatever the shape you're going to need. Because it's subtractive, you're actually going to be machining in and removing material to make your part. So if you wanted to do something out of ABS, you could buy a piece of ABS and then machine out the material you don't need. And what you're left with is a finished part. So uh, from a material standpoint, you know, it's pretty similar between the two in, in terms of the types of material you can use with regards to these specific plastics. Now, where a CNC is going to shine out is, again, like I mentioned before, if you want to machine aluminum, brass, copper, uh, any kind of hardwood, composites, carbon fiber, uh, you know, there's there's a plethora of things that uh, you, you might want to be able to do and you're not going to be able to use those materials on a 3D printer. So, uh, you know, obviously, if you're a woodworker, a CNC machine might be your 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 go to. Uh, however, maybe you're a woodworker, and I don't know for some reason you ha you have to uh, you have a shelf that has one of those plastic clips that you push in the hole to, to adjust the shelf height. Maybe uh, maybe this one has a you want to make a custom one with like somebody's logo in it or something like that. Well, now you can do that with a 3D printer. So you could, you know, have a CNC machine to make the parts for the cabinet and then make some little accessory things uh, with a 3D printer for that particular project or application. So it's not to say that you need one machine or the other. And that's usually what I'll tell uh, customers. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's usually not about a CNC is better than a, a 3D printer or vice versa uh, they're, because they're completely different. It's apples and oranges. It really boils down to what your application is. What do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to make? What kind of material you want to use? How big is your part? Now, that's another thing. Most 3, 3D printers are going to have a limited volume size. They'll have a specific uh, width, length, and height that you can do. And even a, a bigger 3D printer... You know, you might be looking at, I've, I've got a Lulzbot Taz that I've had for quite a few years, and I think it's a 14-inch cube volume. It's a pretty big printer. Uh, but still, if you want to make a part that's uh, two, two by four feet or something like that, now, you know, you're not going to be able to do that with 3D printer. They, they, they just don't exist that big. And, and it would take, God, it would take days or weeks to print a part that size. So that is where a CNC machine would come into play. Uh, you know, put a, put a, 
piece of plywood on the machine, cut out your parts, you know, in a matter of minutes, you have a finished part. So there's definitely some distinct uh, differences there with regards to part sizes that is going to be another concern uh, that you'll have to look at when you're you're trying to decide. Now, in a best world, uh, I would have one of each. I mean, if somebody asked me, what do you recommend? Uh, I would say, yeah, I, I recommend that you have a CNC and a 3D printer because they're very different. But you know, a project that you the bulk of it can be machined on a CNC machine might require a couple components that would be a lot easier to make uh, and that are very complex in shape that would be easier to make on a, on a 3D printer. So it's really not a matter of, of again, which one's better. Uh, it's more of a matter of, you know, what is your application and again, and, and material and things like that. So that's why, you know, we sell our machines and we have an add-on attachment for a 3D printer. So you can have one base machine and do a, a wide variety of things with it. But again, you can also go to Amazon and uh, like I said, that Monoprice Select Printer, I think still is uh, $199. It's, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. It's not very expensive and it has a small print volume. I think it's about five by five by three or four. Uh, but for small parts, it's great and it's cheap and it fits on my desk and it doesn't get in the way and you know I can set a thing to run. It doesn't need to be tethered to the computer I, so I can set it, walk away and forget it. Now, one other thing I did want to mention is reliability. So the 3D printer world, in my experience, is not an exact science. So just because you put filament in, you load a project and you hit print, does not mean you're going to get a perfect print. That first few uh, layers that you put down are critical because if they don't stick to the bed, then you'll come back two or three hours later and find your part flopping around stuck to to the hot end on the printer and it'll be considered a failed part. I've dealt with this time and time again. It kind of can get kind of frustrating, especially when you're in a hurry to make something. We used to do a lot of drones, uh, racing drones and, and uh, camera drones, and we would make special parts for those. And I had a case once where I, I was a partner in a drone photography company, and we were getting ready to do a, a TV commercial shoot for, I believe it was Lexus. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but we, won, we, had a, we were testing... Uh, this big camera drone, and we had a part that was cracked on it. And it literally took me 15 minutes to design the part. And we had about four or five hours before we had to leave. So I was like, well, no big deal. I'll just print it out on the printer. And so about an hour into it, I go look at it and it it popped off the table and and it failed. Uh, Fortunately, I, I know some hacks and tricks that I was able to use to get the part to successfully print. Uh, in this particular case, I use uh, blue 3M tape, uh, masking tape, and uh, aerosol hairspray. And that's what I put down, and that kept the part from popping up. It wasn't a part that I could have CNC'd either because it was pretty complicated in shape. So the, the 3D printer was the right machine, but it was just frustrating because, you know, as I, my, my deadline was approaching, the part had failed. And you know, there there are guys out there, like I hear a lot about this new uh, Prusa uh, printer, and uh, I've been reading a lot about it. I've got a friend who has one and uh, swears by it. I mean, I've seen the print quality on it, and it's amazing. And I've also heard from people that they run job after job, print after print, and never have a failure. So uh, I think it does an auto bed leveling and some other stuff. So it's it's kind of cool, and, and I know the technology is improving. 
So, you know, again, this was a few years ago when I was having a problem with that. But even now with this little monoprice printer, I'll I'll go to print something and every once in a while it'll it'll pop off the table and kind of frustrating, but I'm not printing anything that's that critical on this machine. It's it's more for testing or as I'm learning Fusion 360 and I want to print something out to actually see my design. Uh, you know, that's mainly what I'm using uh, that little printer for. So you got to keep in mind that it's, it's not, um, it's not an exact science there, you know, with a lot of machines, you do have to fiddle with it. Uh, you do have issues with potentially, uh, the, the job popping off where a CNC machine, when you put your material down, if you clamp it down or you use really good double side tape or using a vacuum table or, uh, you know, whatever other method you might be using to hold your material down, there's a higher probability that the material is going to stay in place and it's not going to move on you. And again, because the operations tend to be a lot faster, you're, you know, say you, uh, you clamp down a, a piece of uh, wood to make a part and one of your clamps was loose and it shifted a little bit. Well, you're going to ruin the part, but you, you, you know, maybe you only ran for five minutes, so you can simply put a new piece of wood in there and then do it again. And this time make sure your clamps are, are, are tight. So your, uh, your, your back uptime or your loss of time is, is going to be a little bit less with a CNC machine. Now, in, in addition to that, the downside of that is if you're using say a hundred dollar piece of mahogany and you didn't clamp it down properly and, and you, uh, it moves and you screw up your job. Well, that gets costly where if on a 3d printer, if the part pops free, you're not really, I mean, what are you out a few cents in plastic? You know, it's not, um, it's not as critical. It's not like you're printing gold or silver. Uh, so, you know, the, the cost of failure on a CNC tends to be higher depending on the material you're using compared to a 3d printer. Uh, especially on a CNC machine, if you don't properly uh, affix your part to the table, you could end up with it um, moving or worse, it vibrates, you break a bit. So now in addition to ruining the material, you could also have to replace a, a cutting tool. So, you know, it's not to say 3D printing is um, is better or worse in that respect. It's just on a failed parts cost a lot less in terms of uh, physical material cost. But uh, CNC parts, uh, cost less in terms of time in in terms of lost time. So that's something that, um, that, you know, you should keep in mind as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could talk about this subject, uh, for days. It's, there's a lot to, you know, specifics to talk about, and I'm trying to cover everything more as a, as a broad range. And certainly if you have something specific that you would like, uh, like me to address, then, by, uh, by all means, please leave me a, a comment and I could always follow back up in a future uh, future podcast. One thing too that uh, that I did want to touch on is uh, in, in terms of using a CNC or a 3D printer for business purposes, okay? So say you have uh, an idea, a widget or whatever, something you want to make and, and you want to create a, a part that you want to cut and sell, right? Well, a CNC machine is definitely, in my opinion, is more suited for that because the, of the fact that it's faster. Uh, so, you know, say you wanted to make uh, drink coasters that have um, automobile logos, uh, you know, machined into the coaster part, right? Well, 
on a CNC machine, that is a, a three-axis operation. So you put your material in, you program it, you, you hit go, it's going to pocket out the center, put in the logo, and then cut out the profile, and you're done. On a 3D printer, you have to build that up layer by layer. Also, if you're not looking for a plastic for that particular component, then you're kind of out of luck with a 3D printer, whereas you can use wood and metal and other things with a CNC machine. But you've heard the term time is money, right? So with a CNC machine, your cycle times tend to be a lot greater to complete parts. So if you had something that was repetitive and you wanted to do multiples, uh, you're going to find that a CNC machine is going to make you much happier with regards to that. Uh, depending on the size of the part, you know, say it takes two hours and 30 minutes to print a part, you know, depending on your business model and depending on how much you're selling it for and uh, everything, I guess, you know, it, it, you could, it could be worth it for you on a 3D printer. But if you uh, if you're making a part that say you get an order of a uh, hundred, you have to make a hundred of these parts, and you're you're charging uh, seven dollars a piece for the part, and you can machine each part in five minutes on a CNC machine, but it's going to take two and a half hours for each part on a 3D printer. Well, when you start to look at how much money per hour you're going to make, it's it's going to be considerably more. Uh, you know, over forty dollars an hour, you're gonna you're gonna make that plus on a CNC machine where you might only make uh, two dollars on a 3D printer an hour. So you have to really look at the uh, lo- the logistics and 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 the economics of everything that you're looking to do, especially if you're you're gonna do um, 3D printing as or CNC as a business. Now I know some people that have to a, a room with twenty 3D printers and they're banging out parts really really efficiently because they have so many printers running and that's great. Now just remember the cost of setting something like that up is much greater than buying a single CNC machine. Uh, But if that is, if you're doing, again, if you're doing complex parts and, and things and 3d printing might be the way to go. And, you know, in this particular case, I think he was using eight, eight or $900 printers and just had like 20 of them in this facility. Uh, So it's kind of cool actually. And, and in that case it's there, there starts to become, uh, a profitable business model uh, to it. Whereas uh, on a CNC, again, you know, even with a very inexpensive or a home built or DIY CNC, you could be producing things right away in short amount of time that you could turn around and sell and, and make a profit on. Uh, so that's that's the last thing I wanted to really address was the, uh, the time constraints uh, that you have when you're using a 3D printer versus a CNC, especially as it relates to uh, trying to do a business venture where you're going to sell items that you're making. Uh, so that's um, that's that's pretty much you know the basics of the differences between a CNC and uh, router or milling machine and a 3D printer in 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 my perspective. So that's typically a lot of what I will tell a customer that I'm speaking with uh, when when we talk about the differences. But again. You know, my recommendation, if you can afford it, I would have both because uh, there's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you, you'll, it, it, it gets really frustrating when you have a CNC machine and you've got to make a part and you realize how complicated it's going to be to manufacture that part on a CNC because you have to do three or four different operations. Or if it's a part that you can't make at all, just because it's impossible due to the, the constraints of having a, uh, a CNC uh, router versus a 3D printer. So, you know, it's nice to be able to just hit print and you end up with this really cool complex part. 
So that's my recommendation. Uh, you know, if you uh, have the ability, get both. You, you won't be disappointed. As far as recommendations, I'm not going to give you recommendations for uh, CNC machine, obviously, because I am the director for Stepcraft and uh, that's what I sell. So I'm, I'm not, this isn't self, uh, I'm not trying to, to gain anything here and, and swayed you to one brand or another with regards to um, CNC machine. However, on the 3D printer side, uh, I, like I said, I have a Monoprice Select. It's uh, two years old now. I love it. Uh, I know they've made some modifications. They have a newer version of it. It's really inexpensive. That's something to look at. The Prusa printer, which I will also put a link to in the show notes, from what I understand is, and from all the reviews I've read right now, is is like voted the best 3D printer under $1,000 or, or something. I, I've seen... Reviews, it's just, everybody's just raving about this printer. I also have an Ultimaker 2, which is a few years old now. And I I think that's a great printer. The quality is really good. I don't have a lot of failed prints with it. Um, It does run untethered, which is nice. But uh, it was expensive. Um, When I got it, I think it was $2,400 initially. And I know their their printers are not, you know, they're they're still up there cost-wise. I have a Lulzbot Taz. Uh, that machine was uh, is has a big volume, big print volume, which is great. It's uh, you a lot of the parts you can make your own replacement parts for it, which is kind of cool. It's an open source printer, but when I got that one, that was still pushing the close to two thousand dollar mark. So I know prices have come down in three D printing, but depending on what brand and you know how it's made and everything, there's still machines that are that are up there in price. Uh, this Prusa printer from another thing I understand with it is kind of cool is uh, it has a multicolor um, head option that you can buy. So you can print with more than one filament, which is really cool. And that's becoming something that's more common. I've seen a lot more dual filament printers out there today than I did even two years ago. But now you're seeing three, four, five filament printers, which are which are pretty awesome. So there's a lot of flexibility there because that's another thing you won't be able to do with a, with a CNC machine. If you're looking to make a part that you want to have a finished part come out with specific colors in it, that's you can do it with a CNC, but you'd have to paint and and do a lot of after uh, after process detailing to it to get the finish and the colors that you want. Whereas a 3D printer, you know, if you're using a four color printer, you could essentially have a part that comes out already done with four different colors on it, which is kind of neat. So. Anyway, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope I've cleared up a few things or at least got your mind thinking about the differences and perhaps the best solution for you is to have both. If you have any questions at all, please go to thinkitmakeit.us. Leave me a message. You can leave a message on this episode. Uh, You could reach me through stepcraft.us on that website. Um, I'm reachable pretty much everywhere. So I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to keep making podcast episodes every week and coming up with new topics to talk about. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Think It, Make It podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more great CNC router content.